Investing in your business can be a wonderful way to grow wealth and live the life you want. That's what I'm doing. But investing in someone else's business can be even better. In my opinion, this is the best way to generate true passive income streams. Through ETFs or exchange-traded funds, you can buy a basket of shares in different companies in one trade. BetaShares offers Australia's broadest range of ETFs, including the Global Cashflow Kings ETF, ticker symbol CFLO, which lets you invest in 200 companies with high levels of free cash flow, such as Visa and Costco, in one ETF. You can learn more about CFLO and the BetaShares fund range by visiting betashares.com.au. Read the PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to RASC's Australian Business Podcast, a series for entrepreneurs who dare to leave the world in a better place and get paid while we do it. This podcast will make you a better business owner, investor, founder, or entrepreneur. If you want to start a business or already have one, please subscribe to the series or share it with your friends, business partner, or colleagues. And don't forget to consider taking our free business course, which includes heaps of templates for creating business plans, HR documents, employee files, all of my software recommendations, and more. The course is completely free and available via the link in your podcast player. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 11 of the Australian Business Podcast. We've got this episode and one more to go just after this as part of our Business Starters series, and then we can move on to other things. So if you're listening to this episode and you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can enjoy this episode, and it probably doesn't require you to go and Uh, listen to the other episodes that we've previously recorded. But if you are starting a business or you are uh, in a small business, I would highly encourage you to go back to episode one and listen to the first 12 episodes overall. I think it's great. And you'll also be able to access all of my free resources. So yes, as scary as it sounds, your business will definitely die if you do the six things I'm about to outline. I almost guarantee it. You're probably thinking, oh, and this sounds very daunting. Why on earth are we talking about this stuff? Well, let's cue a quote from Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger. It is remarkable how much long-term advantage people like us have gotten by trying to be consistently not stupid instead of trying to be very intelligent. That's a quote from Charlie Munger. And basically he's saying one of the easiest things you can do is just try to avoid mistakes rather than trying to be brilliant all the time. I think there are two reasons we should talk about the reasons your business will fail, and they are as follows. As Charlie Munger says, it's often easier to avoid doing something dumb than it is to be perfect. So let's just avoid doing something dumb before we try and make our brilliant little business. Number two, over half of businesses started today probably won't be alive in five years. So let's just focus on getting to the finish line. Put another way, instead of trying to finish first, let's first finish. Let's get to the six reasons your business will fail. Number one, you fail to plan. If you fail to plan and research your industry, your business will likely fail. If I had a five cent piece for every person who wanted to start a t-shirt company, But that's another story. An easy way to get real and think about planning and researching your business is to do a SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. I've included one example from Microsoft in the RASC business course workbook. 
Using a SWOT analysis, this is where you analyze yourself, your competition, and the marketplace from four different perspectives. You've got strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And I'll get to an example in just a moment. Another tool that you can use, and one that I use for my investment research, is Porter's Five Forces. You can just write down a paragraph right now, even if you don't want to use those things. You can just write down a paragraph for each of the three risks your business faces today and what it will do to your business if they come true. Because if you think about the risks of your business, then you can start preparing for if they do go wrong. It's like a sports coach in a big game. A sports coach goes into the game preparing that some of his or her players may get injured or things might go wrong. Preparing in advance is crucial. Let's use a SWOT analysis example with a bakery. So let's talk about the strengths of this bakery example. They think that their strengths are online marketing, their technical knowledge because they're a qualified baker, and they've got five years of industry experience and a large Instagram following. Those are the strengths. Let's talk about some weaknesses. Some of the weaknesses of this bakery include They've only got a limited budget, so they'll probably need to take on a loan. And the second one is because of their limited budget, they can't afford a prime location, so they're probably not going to get much foot traffic for the bakery. They'll have to find other ways to do it. Speaking of, let's talk about the opportunities. In this bakery example, the bakery could offer coffee along with its baked goods in time so it can make more profit. It could use its Instagram following to generate more of its own foot traffic rather than relying on people walking by. And let's talk about threats, the final part of the SWOT analysis. There are three big competitors nearby and they've got established teams. One of the key competitors has a better location and offers cheaper products like croissants and uh, fresh rolls. They can make them cheaper than I can afford to make them. And number three, the jobs market is pretty hot right now. So finding people to work in my bakery might be difficult. You can see this very simple SWOT analysis on the RASC website. Risk number two, you overcapitalize. Overcapitalization happens when you spend money before you make it. This is the most devastating, this is most devastating when you hire too many employees too quickly or before you need them. Not only is it hard on the employees because they'll end up losing their job, but you'll drive yourself into the ground financially. It can also happen if you buy brand new, for example, coffee machines, when a cheaper one will do. Or if you take on expensive leases, use too much debt, buy excavators, or things that you really don't need and have never used on a big job before. I would say, and this is my advice for all business owners, is to spend at least one day every month on your business, not in it. This is the day for you to reflect on your progress, plan ahead, and prioritize for the next month. Try not to do the paperwork or be half on the tools and half off. Spend this day going for a walk, going to a cafe with a pen and a paper or your computer and doing your work on the business. This will pay for itself many times over. The third way your business will most definitely die is if you take on expensive leases. This is more important for some businesses than for others, but I see this happening all of the time. 
Even fast-growing businesses can be nailed to the coffin by the big offices and warehouses that they have to lease. Location is extremely important to some companies, so it's not black and white. However, leases in places like shopping malls can be extortionate and the balance of power is definitely not in your favor. So before you go into a long-term lease, go in with your eyes wide open and make sure you have a very solid business plan in place before you take on that lease. Number four, you avoid looking at your finances. And here, I want you to imagine that emoji on your phone where the, the hands cover the monkey's eyes. Finance, cash flow, tax, loans, payroll. It's scary, it's boring and daunting all at one time, but it is essential. A business is not a charity and it requires us to make hard decisions. Personally, I love looking at Rask's financials because it makes me, it helps me make better decisions and invest in different places of the business. But I know most people scrunch it up and push it across to the accountant. One in seven businesses fail because people either do not understand finance or outsource it. It's not that hard to understand the absolute basics. Remember, if you need a hand, you can jump into the RAS community or ask me or other people questions. It'll take some time, but you will get there. If you want to be a serious business person, you need to know how to run a profitable business. You've got this. Number five, and this one's going to be contentious. You fail to market yourself aggressively. According to a survey of Bank of Queensland business specialists, the number five reason businesses fail is poor marketing. And I'll quote them. They say, unfortunately, many startups think it is a case of build it and they will come when it comes to promoting their new business. A thriving small business needs a regular stream of sales and customers, and you need a marketing plan to do that, end quote. Many people, myself included, hate marketing ourselves and just don't like marketing our businesses. It's like imposter syndrome. It just feels wrong. However, it is essential because the reality is businesses need profits to survive. In my experience, most profits go to the few businesses that identify with their customer base, push the limits on marketing and do what is required to survive. This kill or be killed attitude starts with you all the business partners that you have. After all, if you're not willing to market or sell your own stuff, how can you expect your marketer or sales representative to do it for you? When you're just starting out, you need to be agile and figure out who your target customer is, how a typical customer finds you, which channels they use, and the emotional triggers to pull. Good marketing doesn't sell products or services. It sells a transformation. Consider two personal training studios marketing their services. Studio A describes the service as just $50 per session with an expert health professional, end quote, while Studio B sells it as a transformation. They say, feel fabulous in your body in only six weeks. It's that easy. I know which PT I'd rather go to. The final reason that your business will fail is pretty simple. You burn out. When you burn out as a business owner, you're left with nothing. Your tank is empty and it takes a toll. So always be mindful of yourself. Practice things like meditation and escaping the business. 
share the load by talking with people who you trust and get help when you need it. Don't forget, you are your business's most important asset. So those are the six ways your business will die. In reverse order, burnout and not taking care of yourself, failing to market aggressively, avoiding looking at your finances, taking on expensive leases, overcapitalizing, and failing to plan. Remember, avoiding the mistakes is often the best way to achieve success. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. We've got one quick episode to go, which is the final episode in our starter series. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC Education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the RASC website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.